Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Boxing, 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 boxing. You're tuned into Outsiders Boxing Podcast, where they only gonna give you the realest talking. Boxing, boxing. Boxing, boxing, boxing. Outsiders Boxing Podcast midweek show coming at you in full effect like we do each and every Wednesday, 9 p.m. Central, 7 p.m. Pacific. You know how we do it, man. We've got a lot going on in this Super Bowl weekend of boxing fights from Thursday night until Saturday night leading into the big game on Sunday, Kansas City Chiefs versus the San Francisco 49ers. Did a lot of talk about that on the heavy hand edition of Relatively Fat and Black podcast hosted by my man, J.P., but yeah, got a lot to talk about and the big fights of the weekend. The big fights of this weekend start tomorrow night. Unusual day. Like I said, this is the mega week of sports. Super Bowl. Biggest one of the biggest events in America. You know what I'm saying? So Eddie Hearn decided that he was gonna take advantage of the situation, put a little card on Thursday night before the Super Bowl. And, you know, the first two fights, well, not the first two fights, the main event and the co-main event, you know, don't seem to be worth shit. I'll say that frankly, you know. But the two undercards will definitely be worth, worth it. And also, we've got three championship fights. You know, three championship fights on a Thursday night and one of these, you know, YouTube events, man. So, Got a lot to talk about. There's fights on Friday. We probably won't talk about those. I think it's a little showboxing, up-and-coming guys that, you know, we probably never heard of but need to be looking at. Saturday, we've got a a Ugas fight, and I think there's another fight on the zone. You know, it's actually a lot of boxing this weekend. We've got a lot to talk about. Um, We'll talk about the fights this weekend real quickly. I'll run it down with the fellas whenever uh, they make it in. But uh, first off, you know, we weren't, we didn't do a show Sunday because around 10 o'clock, you know, we usually do the show about 
Uh, we usually do a show at 11 on Sunday mornings. About 10 o'clock, I believe, I get a text from JP saying, I know I'm not hearing something about Kobe dying. And I'm like, Kobe dying? What the fuck? I look it up. I'm seeing nothing but the TMZ post. I'm not seeing anything. We're looking around. We're wondering what the hell's going on. We're going back and forth. We're wondering if it's real or not. JP saying it's real. You know, me being the Kobe guy, I'm not trying to I'm, – I'm wondering what the hell's going on. Then maybe after about 10 minutes after that, I start getting a post. My phone starts buzzing. People start texting me. We lost one of the greatest uh, sports figures in American history, one of the greatest basketball players of all time, uh, Kobe Bryant, on uh, Sunday. What was that? The 26th, early in the morning. Uh, so, you know, we didn't have a show on Sunday due to that. You know, I was <clears throat> I was wanting to do the show, you know, so we can uh, have something to talk about uh, besides looking at, uh, you know, looking at that stuff all day, which I did, you know. I didn't turn away from TV at all. I'm watching all the recaps of Kobe's career, watching everybody give their interviews, uh, watching the, uh, the Rockets game <clears throat> where they – where they found out, I guess the Rockets game came on um, maybe at 12 o'clock um, Central Time. So the Rockets, uh, I'm watching the Rockets game. They don't, they're finding out as the game's starting. Um, they're crying. Some guys are on the thing crying. You know, very sad day. You know, RC, uh, shout out to RC. Um, he came on, you know, he didn't really want to do the show. He hates the Lakers. He seems to, you know, he was a a Kobe hater, but you could tell he had a lot of respect for him because he seemed to be very shook up about it. Also, like most people were, man. I was, I, I was, and still am a Kobe guy. He is my favorite basketball. Well, he's tied for my favorite basketball player of all times. Him, uh, uh, him, and Akeem Olajuwon. I have him as the second best player of all time, behind Michael Jordan you know, followed by Akeem Olajuwon. And, you know, even though this is a boxing show, I want to take my time out to say, you know, RIP to my man Kobe Bryant. Uh, may he rest in peace. And his daughter, uh, Gianna, I believe her name was Bryant, uh, who also died in that uh, ter- uh, terrible helicopter crash on Sunday morning. I uh, hate to hear that, man. And um, I'm sure I definitely know we'll be doing a show about it on the Relatively Fat and Black podcast with my man, JP. And with that said, before we talk about boxing, let's take it to my man, JP, so he can, you know, give us, give Kobe a little shout-out before we start talking all this boxing, man. JP, how's it going, bro? Ah, man, it's, it's, it's good now. It's good now. On my way home, we was flying uh, where I need to be, where I'm usually at when we do this. But, uh, you know, just to speak on Kobe briefly, man, I don't want to do too much, and I'll, I'll keep it hunting with y'all. I cried. Now, I didn't cry until Monday morning on my way to work in the car because I got away from social media. I don't like letting people see me cry and macho like that. But when I got in the car and I turned on the radio here in Los Angeles and they're you know, doing all the things you would assume they'd be doing, I cried. 
and I didn't know, you know, the attachment that I had to Kobe. Um, Nipsey Hussle recently passed here in Los Angeles, and I didn't cry. Um, I realized that Kobe and I had kind of grew up together to some sense. Uh, Willie and I are the same age, around about 38. Kobe being 41, uh, you'd easily assume that Kobe is the athlete of our lifetime. You know, the the athlete that we were teens with and that, well, see, I'm out in these streets, the athlete that we were teens with and the athletes that, the athlete that we're now grown men with. And we've gotten to see Kobe mature right, right before our eyes, man. And um, the most the saddest part, there's so many sad parts, the way the way he had to go out. Um, one of the saddest parts is, uh, you know, I just felt like his, his after-basketball career was going to be so uh, fun to watch. You know, Kobe made you respect him. There was times that I hated Kobe here in Los Angeles after the Shaq thing in 2006 and all of that. But he won everyone back over just on – just on, on on repping the way you post a rep. If you rep anything, you rep it how Kobe Bryant repped basketball. Not even the Lakers, man. It was great being a Laker fan during Kobe's career. It was great. Um, you, you you rarely, if you're the Bulls, if you were a Bulls fan in the 90s, um, rarely do you get a ride like we got from Kobe Bryant here in Los Angeles, just a guy who comes in, you know, and what I most respected about him, man, is, is his audacity and his steadfastness. You know, this is the only guy since MJ. You know, you don't get LeBron and these dudes today saying, yeah, I, I want to be better than MJ. Kobe's the only dude that has the audacity to dare try that. Kobe's the only dude who was at 22 years old going up against Shaq, telling him he's fat and and chewing him out in practice. Who, who's going to chew Shaq out in his prime? The audacity of Kobe, man, um, and, and just the sheer determination, the mamba mentality, all the cliches that are pride, but he, he was really about that life. And there's so many things to be said. But um, I'm at the point where, you know, I'm, uh, I want to be done mourning and I want to celebrate the life and time, man. And Kobe always talked talked about getting every, squeezing the juice out of life, getting every moment out of it, relishing in every moment, not letting anything slip away. And uh, we all know that he, he died young, but in that 41 years, he squeezed the juice out of every bit of it, man, and, and probably got more out of it than a lot of us are going to get in longer lifetime. So, man, rest in peace to Kobe, Gigi. You know, God, God, God got him on the court up, up top. So, shout out to them, man. Rest in peace. Yeah, RIP Kobe, man. And, yeah, that's where we're going to leave it. Like I said, pretty sure we're going to have a – episode where we get to be able to celebrate my man's life on the relatively fat black podcast and i'll make sure i'll be i'm there because uh like i said i am 100 percent a kobe bryant guy man um yeah and be able to tell some stories man but yeah man let's get let's get on to this boxing i think we're waiting for my man rc um but let's let's talk a little boxing man i'm not sure jp if you were able to catch this weekend's fights but uh you know we didn't do a show on uh, Sunday, so I wanted to just recap my thoughts about a not-so-swift Saturday night. You know, I was going into last week, I think I told everybody I was going to name the Sunday show a swift Saturday night because I think we all had knockouts. We all were looking for Jared Hurd, 
to uh to knock out uh journeyman uh Francisco Santana um a 10 round fight for in the uh super welterweight division and we're also we're looking for Danny Garcia to knock out uh Ivan Reddick another semi type journeyman um for you know in the welterweight division and uh you know I think I picked six round stoppages mid round stoppages for both guys and we didn't get any of that we've got we got 22 rounds of boxing um between both of those guys um both guys look sort of weak in there uh Jared Hurd uh I believe I want to say you know he he came out I think he has a new trainer so he came out with a new style the first three or four rounds. He's doing a lot of movement, a lot of head movement, you know, not really getting punched as much. Then uh, after about the third or fourth round, it was the old old Jared Hurd getting punched, uh, standing in the middle, uh, just leaning over the guy, throwing weak shots, and going, you know, like I said, going 10 rounds with him. Now, if this was a 12-round fight, the guy probably would have went to sleep because – uh, in the 10th round, Jared Hurd was able to drop uh, Francisco Santana, started beating him up. So if it was a 12-round fight, he probably would have got him out of there, but it wasn't. It was a 10-round fight. So Jared Hurd, um, you know, got a unanimous decision over a guy that, you know, nobody was worried about. Um, didn't look that good. You know, at first I said I was saying he was looking weak in there. And when I say weak, I just mean he wasn't looking the same in there. Um was looking like a guy wasn't looking like a guy that was scared to get hit wasn't you know just looking like a guy that's not crisp looking like a guy that you know if you could take his punches you you you'll be able to beat him now Francisco Santana probably didn't win too many rounds in there but he was he was jabbing him up he was hitting him up so you know if I'm, if I'm Jared Hurd I'm giving him a C didn't look too good in there and the same goes for Danny Swift Garcia you know, in there with Ivan Reddick. We thought Ivan was going to come and uh, press the fight. Uh, he didn't do a lot of that. Danny Garcia, he was, you know, Danny Garcia looked great at the beginning of the, beginning of the fight. I thought he was going to be able to knock him out. You know, he was moving on his toes, doing a lot of movement, throwing power shots, but it looked like he sort of got tired. You know, that long layoff, what was it, about uh, almost a year layoff might have caught up to him. Um, he started beating up Reddick, bl- uh, bloodied him up in the uh, mid-late rounds, um, but he couldn't get it done. Uh, Ivan Reddick stayed in there and looked like at some points he wanted to go, but his pride kept him in there. He had the yellow hair, the uh, new white teeth, and he was in there. He didn't want to go down, man. So, you know, I give, I would give Danny Garcia a C-plus for his thing. Still wasn't that good. Looked a little better <clears throat> to me than her, but not anywhere where we wanted to see. And I think both of those guys sort of, you know, upset with their performances. You know, they both were acting like, you know, we'll take it. You know, it wasn't the prettiest thing. They'll take the fight, but they wanted to do a lot more than they were able to do, man. So, you know, it was a not-so-swift weekend. Like I said, I was looking for the show to be over soon. But we went all the rounds, man. So, uh, JP, were you able to catch any of those fights this uh, last weekend? Uh, I did not, so that said, I'll be short. 
I'll just speak to the fact of me not seeing them. There's guys that can fight kind of nobodies, and I'll still make sure I see it. It's just a testament to me that Danny Garcia has not reached that level yet. Um, he's said to be on the echelon of the top welterweights in the division, but he's not must-see. And very few are. Manny Pacquiao um, and I think Errol Spence are, are the only ones at this point that are must-see that could fight kind of a nobody. Um, and you, you make sure you make that time to see him. But Danny Garcia sounds like it uh, – you know, kind of a lackluster night. Jared Hurd sounds like, you know, uh, you know, I talked about him taking too much punishment, just taking too many flush shots. I don't know if his performance is a derivative of that. But, you know, that's all I'll say, Well, man. They, 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 they didn't have the names or the notoriety to make me stop my normal um, happenings on a Saturday night. So I didn't catch him, bro. I feel you, man. Uh and you didn't miss anything, man. I uh, I caught him. I forgot what we were doing. We weren't doing anything. It was my wife's birthday. Yeah, it was the 25th. So it was my wife's birthday. She had went out with the girls the night uh, before. I was supposed to take her out to, uh, you know, took her out to a nice restaurant. And she was tired. She was tired and even got to watch the little uh, Chris Cyborg fight she beat up some lady i don't know i don't know watching that just to see what she was gonna do, gonna do. i checked that out on the, on the bellator man oh, man uh, yeah well we'll leave it at that uh, um and get to the fight that's coming 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 this week started on thursday hey man fuck all that fuck all that now you know talking about guys fighting bums or not, you know, I'm just, I keep on saying bums. I'm trying to get that out of my vocabulary because none of these guys are bums per se. But, you know, talking about fighting guys that nobody's worried about. Thursday, the zone is putting on the show. The zone has three championship fights on this show and one YouTube fight. Now, we'll start at the top of the card. The main event, Demetrius Boo Boo Andrade putting his WBO middleweight title up against some guy named Luke Kiel. Let me see. Where's his name at? Killer. Killer. Luke Killer. Or Keeler. Luke Keeler, there we go. Luke Keeler, Irish man. Uh, we all know Andrade, undefeated fighter, twenty-eight no, seventeen knockouts, coming off of uh, a unanimous decision against uh, uh, Selecki, um, winning his welterweight title. When did he win his welterweight title? He won the welterweight title. He won the WBA, super welterweight title. People are saying it's one of the best this division. But when you look at his resume, and this is a guy that people are saying, are saying, you know, he's getting ducked. When you look at his resume, he hasn't really fought any, any guys that are going to make you say, you know, he did that. He did uh, 
he was the beat first to beat uh Vonis Mon uh in the split decision win to get him uh the vacant WBO back in two thousand thirteen. Um Yeah, you know. But this is a guy everybody's saying he's ducked. This is a guy that I you know, I don't know how I feel about Andrade. He looks good sometimes, but he's boring sometimes, you know. Like I said, he went 12 rounds against Selecki, a guy who was 28-1, uh, I believe, when he fought him. Um, you know, this is a guy who talks a lot of noise, but I don't know how good he really is. A lot of people believe in him. Like I said, a lot of people saying he's getting ducked. Um, and there's probably a reason that he hasn't fought the best, the best of the best quite yet. But, you know, I'm not really feeling him that much. He's going to have to prove something to me, you know. And this Luke Keeler, this guy isn't – this guy isn't it. This guy's 17-2, and two, five knockouts, you know, coming off uh, – you know, he's coming off a couple of wins. He hasn't lost in, since uh, 2016. Um, he hasn't fought anybody with any – any big names. He's an Irishman coming out of Dublin, Ireland. Um, but this is a fight, like JP said, that, you know, nobody's worried about. So, you know, I, I'm sure, I'm not sure if this guy, let me see if he's been knocked out. Let me see, let me make, a, I'll make my prediction. He's been knocked out once. Um, I'm not sure if Andrade is going to knock him out. The guy says he wants uh, Andrade to stand in front of him. So when you say that, you know, the boxer's usually going to do the opposite and be boxing around. And Andre, uh, Demetrius Andrade can can box. That's something he can do. He can move around. He does have he does have some type of power, but he's sort of he's sort of boring at times. So we'll see. I'm pretty sure he's going to get this win. Um, but I'll take it to JP real quick to see how he sees this fight. And uh, you know, if you're going to be making it home tomorrow and checking it out. JP, you with us? Yeah, I'm with um, uh, No, I'm not setting time aside for this, man. I'm not setting time aside. Um, Andrade, you know his career. Just, I don't know what to say about Andrade's career. You know, just it looked like a bunch of pump faking. You know, he when he's not doesn't have a fight sign, he's calling out these big names and he's trying to bait guys into fighting him and then every time he's in the ring he gets a dude he's against a dude that no one's worried about. So you know, the handling of Demetrius Andrade's career has been peculiar at the least. And you know, I'm not taking time out for this man. I'm I'm not that hardcore of a fan. Um I and to be honest, I don't suggest anybody be that hardcore of a fan. They're like, this is you know, this ain't bad, but there's fights but you shouldn't be taking particular time out to make sure you see, unless, you know, you got some good reasoning. But as far as Demetrius goes, man, I think he's a skilled fighter. Uh, I would love to see him in against some real good competition. I assume Eddie Hearn, who's paying him, is going to have to figure out some way other than clout chasing. They do a lot of fucking clout chasing. Oh, we sent a Charlo, uh, uh, a and he declined to look, man. 
I don't give a damn. That's not a pacification for you. That's this, these guys over here fight nobodies. I don't care about no email. You're showing whoever you're showing Eli, Eli setback or that proves you sent an offer. But I don't pacify you. Just because Jamal Charlo doesn't fight you doesn't mean you get to fight bums. Demetrius Andre's career is not predicated on what Charlo's doing. Okay? So I'm, I'm kind of getting tired of that whole thing, and I just need him to make something happen, man. And that's about all I got on that. Yeah, definitely. Uh, we got we saw on uh, what seconds out with that boy Radio Raheem. We saw Eddie Hearn showing IG messages and emails that he sent to uh, Jamal Charlo, talking about the middleweight Charlo, Big Mall, Big Molly Mall. Said you know he never responded back to him, man. So. Uh, very peculiar when it comes to Andrade. What is he gonna? What is he gonna do? Who is he gonna fight? For this guy, Luke Keeler, this ain't the guy. Now, um, I'm gonna take it to my man Seattle Sam, who's in the building. See what he thinks about this Andrade Keeler fight. Um, see if he'll be checking it out. But JP, what I will say is the second two fights, you know, uh, that we're gonna talk about. These are some top-notch fights that if you are at the house you might want to check out. But uh, let's take it to my man Seattle sign. Um, then I think we got RC on there too, RC in the building. So let's take it to sign, man, see how he's going to – see how he sees this guy on dry day against this Luke Keeler, man. Sign, what's popping, man? What's going on, man? What's going on? Yeah, I just got in about – just started hearing y'all's discussion maybe a couple minutes ago, so I haven't heard much. I just heard the last little bits. You know, uh, the way I look at the situation is, you know, some of the stuff I just heard you guys say about Andrade is 100% true. You know, we want to see you fight better guys, what's going on, and this and that. But the reason why the Charlo situation is brought up because the same, the exact same thing can be said about Charlo. So they make sense. It makes, it only makes sense that they fight each other because they kind of need to fight each other. Like they need each other. You know what I'm saying? They're not making moves. Now, Andrade did have a fight signed with Billy Joe Saunders, which was a good fight at the time. Really good fight. Yeah, But true. Billy Joe popped dirty, you know? That's not Andrade's fault. If we're going to start blaming Andrade for that, then we're, we're going to have to start all getting mental health exams, for real. Because that means people just have no clue. Like, there's something else going on in your brain. But we, we you know what I'm saying? So he, he's not like it's a situation where, uh, like I heard JP say, pump faking. I mean, you can't be pump faking if you actually made a fight. It's not your fault, dude, pop dirty. You know, but... um. The reason why the Charlo thing is, like I said, the reason why it's brought up is because the same fights that Charlo really wants, if, if he could actually get them, are the same fights Andrade wants. But they can't get those fights. They can't get a Canelo. They can't get a Triple G. So now it's like, all right, let's go. And, you know, the way I look at it is um, with some of the terms that's been floated around, with you know, with the contracts and this and that, and now there's some flexibility in it. My thing is like, 
if you look at Charlo's last recent fights, the names, and then you look at Andrade's, like this, this should be the fight. You know what I mean? I don't see how that isn't the next fight. You know, because at that point, uh, you guys almost would be condoning the fact that one or the other isn't fighting top guys. You know what I mean? Like if you're gonna sit there and say, "Oh, well, whatever," you know, whatever about an offer or whatever about this, what, well, what is what? What's Charlo doing? Like I heard you guys say, "What's what's Andrade doing? What's Charlo doing?" You know, I'm looking at it very simple. They need each other. Uh, the we know the zone got money. They're throwing money I don't around get like that ideology, candy, man. Huh? Uh, it's it's so odd to involve another man in a, another man's situation, but I, I, it's you can't do that without. But the, no, but what situation are you talking about? Smoking mirrors. There's no situation. You can't add them to the, to another man's equation without giving some pacification to it. But there's no equation. There is no equation. It Charlo ain't equation. doing nothing. Charlo is a separate entity from Andrade. Okay. Now, when, yeah, you, but, when, but, you, when you bring them into – now, when, when we got to see Charlo emails, because – so why are we seeing that? We, we wouldn't see it if Andrade was fighting somebody we care about, right? No, so no. The only reason – no, no. That's not the reason. The reason why it's coming up is because they said they was never sent an offer. That's the reason why it's being brought up. So I don't never hear Charlo saying a word about dude, and I always hear this dude saying dude. No, the PBC the PBC side recently said there was not an offer sent. That's why they they came with that. So to get that out the way, and another thing is. Another thing is, Charlo does have his name in the mouth. I mean, he just said recently, Andrade is chinny as hell. So if you're saying a guy's chinny as hell, he's got a belt, you can make money on the fight too. It's not like you're going to take a low ball offer or like low money to do it. You get, you're going to get paid. There's flexibility in the, in the, in the negotiation where you could, put, you, know, you, could, you could get the fight on the network you regularly fight on. And there's a belt to unify. If you unify and you have two belts, now a Triple G or Canelo, they're going to, you know, potentially look at you more appealing now. Like, okay, that's a fight that I might consider now. But sitting around and fighting really? Brandon really Adams Triple G and or Canelo gives a damn about some belts, man? Seriously? Come on, man. Hey. Stop that. I mean, Canelo, Canelo just fixed Stop the fight that. to get a belt. Canelo just fixed the Stop fight that, to get a man. belt. Yeah, but it's a certain kind in a certain fight. Stop it. But the thing is, uh, I'm, look, you just asked me a question. You asked me a question, I answer, fine. and now you flip it. You asked me a question, Listen, I answer. I'm perfectly fine holding Charlo accountable. Look, we can hold him accountable separately. We don't got to give a guy a, 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 a pacification for fighting people we don't care about. Let's just no, say no. We're not. It's not about that. It's not about that at all. But like well, I said, how do you add the man's he, name every time another man's fighting? It's not. It's not every time he's fighting. I've seen him call him out when he doesn't have a fight. I so just I don't, want him to be held accountable for what he's doing 
And Charlo, let's say Charlo, you're ducking Demetrius. That's I'm fine with that. But we not gonna sit up here and say, oh well, Demetrius, you know, he would be, but Charlo don't want to fight him, so he got to fight Keeler. I don't like that, man. I'm, 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 I'll nah, hold nah, nah, you're flipping it. I don't even think that. about it in that way. I don't even. I don't know. I don't even thinking about it that way. I'm looking at it very simple. But why is the man showing? You well, both you can the, say it's these two they entities. They have, it's a contract. But we don't have these, these two entities. No, I'm saying the, I'm looking at a big picture. Eddie Hearn showing somebody a cell phone email. Is that what we're doing? I mean, hey, all I know is this: uh, the PBC side said they got they never got an offer, right? Well, last I yeah. checked, Mikey Garcia used to be over at the PBC, right? He had no problem getting his offer and moving over there. So all of a sudden, offers are not showing up. His money's looking right. Man, he look, went over there real quick. You want to have that inaccurate science? You can go ahead and have it. But Eddie Hearn said I'm not going to sit here and believe Eddie Hearn showing some shit on his phone. For all I know, he could have been showing him a dick pic for all we fucking know. So if that's going to uh, be no, they, they showed the yeah, like I said, they, Hey, they showed the picture of it also, man. And what they were saying, what Eddie Hearn was saying was that he did not send it to the PBC. He sent it to Jam- uh, Jamal Charlo because Jamal Charlo is Lions only pr- promotion and he promotes himself. So PBC okay, so didn't. So that PBC didn't get so, it. Then. So okay, but but that's even better. But my point is, why, so why would the oh, PBC come out and say oh, there was no offer? That's even better because the PBC, PBC came didn't out. Get an so okay, no, but why would you? But why would you feel like you have to come out and say that? If you if you know that you're telling me you don't think that. Jamal Charlo at any point from the time he no, got he, to, he talked about multiple offers, offers he got. Uh, Eddie Hearns talked about multiple times he sent offers. So you're saying yeah, he's I mean, saying line promotions and uh, Charlo. You don't think he never relate? Let's say that he never, they never sent an offer to quote unquote PBC, who we know we know who that really means. So you're saying you don't believe Charlo not one time relayed that message over to the PBC. Or Al Heyman? No, he talked to Al. No, he definitely talked to Al. So, so I mean, yeah, I but so my point is, so why would the so if he talked to Al, who is PBC? It's Al. So why would the PBC come out and say there was never an offer? Because they never got an offer. Lions promotion did. They're not lying. You just I mean, said lying. you just said he spoke to Al. That means Al. That means Al slash the PBC know of an offer. But you understand that they right. can be telling the truth. They can be telling the truth by still bullshitting, right? Because even Eddie Hearn said it. But, why would, but my point is this: Why would you do that? Like, if you're, why would you do that? I don't because get like what's the, what's the reason? Because they're not okay, trying to fight. Okay, then that's fine. I just don't get why you do that. Like, that's your argument. You said PBC got offered. They didn't get one. Period. I what? mean, and Eddie Hearn said that, but I mean, who even? Hey, we we're supposed to talk about that later on anyway. That was supposed to be our last little thing. Yeah, I mean, but like I, I the believe, point the point the point of the matter Eddie is Hearn is this: I, I've been saying and it I'm, from day one. Charlo and Andrade just make sense to fight each other. It just does. They both you can just go down the line, middleweight fighters. Some have moved up, or some have moved up like a Jacobs. Uh, and on the Andrade is and Andrade and Jacobs are on the record saying that they, you know, the whole friendship, whatever, we could discuss that too. But they don't want to fight each other, but he's moved up to sixty eight anyway. But Andrade uh and Charlo have been trying to get certain names like the Canellos and the Golovkins. 
they haven't been able to get them. Uh, Billy Joe's another guy that moved up, you know, and there's really not that many guys left. The most logical fight, because it's not like they've been getting any guys, is to fight each other. That's the point I've been making. I, I agree. And no, I agree with you. And I want, yeah, I want to see and, that fight. And, but like I said, we can't blame Andrade for another guy popping dirty. Him and Saunders would have been a really good fight. That's two undefeated fighters that would have fought at 160. Not his fault. Billy Joe couldn't keep his, you know, stuff clean. But with Charlo, Charlo hasn't even agreed to terms with anybody legitimate yet. Except Trout hasn't even agreed uh, to terms. Except Trout and uh, and Julian Williams. I'm talking about what I'm talking about middleweight, bro. We're not. That's in the past. We're talking about middleweight. Andrade's ever fought. Huh? Okay. Well, let's take it. Hey, let's take it to. Hey, so how do you feel about this fight with Keeler? We, we believe this is a this is a, a whack. Oh, no, he should be, some he, easy work. He should be able to stop him. He should. It should be. A, this is a showcase fight. This is a. Hey, we're gonna keep you busy. Blah blah blah. He should be able to stop the guy. If he don't, then we're gonna be. You know, we should be scratching scratching our heads and being like, "What's going on here?" He should. He should. Like he, we, he should look really really good and dominant. You know, like we were Very like we simple. were doing this week. Like we were doing on Sunday. After uh, my boy RC's got went twelve rounds with the bum. Speaking of RC, let's take it out there to Central California to get his thoughts on this uh, Demetrius Andrade, Luke Keeler fight for the WBO Super Well uh, No Middleweight Title. I'm sorry, Middleweight Title. RC man, what's popping, brother? What's going on, man? Sorry for the late appearance. I've uh, been making my way through the town and getting back here as soon as I could, but um, just trying to catch up with where you guys are coming off of and, uh, I don't know, give the perspective that we have. So I don't know what you guys spoke on to start off, but, uh, yeah, uh, wherever you guys want me to start at, we could get it. Uh, yeah, man, we were just talking about the uh... – Andrade Keeler fight, man. I I talked about I talked a little bit about this weekend's fight. I call it a not so swift Saturday because we saw uh, 22 rounds of boxing when we all thought we were going to see like 12 rounds, maybe. You know, I think we all had easy work. Like Syme just had uh, the Keeler Andrade fight. We thought it was going to be easy work for Trout and Danny Garcia, but they both went 10 and 12 rounds respectively. Uh, so yeah, that's what we talked about. Also gave a little shout out to. The Kobe Bryant to start the show off. All right. Um, well, I'll, I'll just uh, start from the top and then follow my way back down there. Um, yeah, as we all know, we didn't have a show on Sunday for uh, obvious reasons. Plan on having it uh, after the 12 o'clock Pacific time or um, PM time Pacific. Uh, but it didn't work out that way. We had uh, some unfortunate circumstances that kind of shook up the whole sports world in itself with the young passing of one Kobe Bryant that kind of, you know, put a, a, a sour moment on everybody's day. I know it did for me. And uh, I know it was way too soon for us to put any kind of content out on that day out of respect, even the day after um, the, uh, you know, tragic events that had happened involving Kobe Bryant, Gigi, John Kerry, Alyssa, out of belly, Christina Mazur, Sarah, Chris uh, Chester, Peyton Chester, and the pilot. 
Ara Zobayan, nine victims that had happened in a tragic event, which was really un- unfortunate, to say the least. And um, out of left field, it was crazy. So a uh, reason for us coming on right now instead of having anything Monday, Tuesday, following up. Um, crazy stuff, man. Crazy stuff in the sports world that just, not just the sports world, but in general, in life that happens, and it's the unexpected of the most unexpected. Um, before I jump on to the fights real quick, uh, you know, I want to give my condolences to everybody involved with the tragic disaster that had happened early in the AM on Sunday. Um, you know, it brought me back to uh, the the first time I seen Kobe Bryant live, um, June 20th, 2012. This is when uh, Sacramento was the Kings were, were the franchise was scheduled to move quote unquote into whether it be Seattle or wherever it was. And uh, it was the last Kings game quote unquote scheduled for, you know, for the, for the ever of the franchise. And they're playing the Lakers. Kobe Bryant was there last Kings game. And, you know, for me, I'm, I'm normally the kind of guy who buys tickets um, at a reasonable price. And then, if I see something low, you know, I'll try and move down, get a little closer if I can or whatever, whatever. You know, the old old swindling way whenever it's a, a sporting event and things of that nature. But uh, for this one, since it was the last Kings game, I spent uh, probably about $350 and was like a little bit behind the Kings first row, probably like fifth row, if anything. And um, it was crazy because, you know, it was the Kobe Lakers with Kyle Gustav and uh, – um, you know, Lakers are dominating the whole game. I think they were up by 20 points, 22 points going into the fourth quarter. And then the Kings made a crazy rally in the fourth, tied the game with about, I think, five seconds left, if I can remember. Uh, and uh, it was crazy. We're very close, man, very close to the court. If anyone's been to a pro basketball game, you, you think it's so big when you look at it on TV, but when you're there in person, it's like it looks like the court's small. You think that the three-point line, the 25-foot jumper, is so far out when you're shooting at the YMCA or whatever it be, but it's really not. So uh, Kings made a crazy rally. You hear the, the thunder in Arco Arena that everybody talked about. I could barely talk to the person right next to me. And uh, Kobe Bryant comes out of a timeout, Lakers timeout, five seconds left, just something like that. And Kobe's walking a little bit in front of me, let's say 10 feet away. And he's, he's walking and he kind of looks towards the crowd in the direction of where I was at. And I yell out as loud as I can, what are you going to do now, Kobe? And he's looking in the direction, not directly at me. But I always would say that whenever Kobe was, like, going to take one of those last-second shots or something. What you going to do now, Kobe? Because obviously, King, we're not fans of the Lakers and things like that. So um, Kobe gets the ball passed from inbound. Samuel Dallenberg, King Center at the time, seven foot uh, um, center, and he's in Kobe's mug. And um, Lakers actually down by three, mind you, down by three with five seconds left. I yell out to Kobe, "What's he gonna do now?" The crowd is going crazy. I can't even speak to the person right next to me. It's so loud. Kobe hits a three, and Samuel Dallenberg, Kobe six foot six, and Samuel Dallenberg, seven foot one center. Big arm arm length, hits the three right in his mug, silences the whole crowd, and he walks right back to the sideline 
He just completely no sells it. No celebration, no nothing. We got work to do in overtime. And he's looking in that same direction on the way back to the bench. And my mouth is completely shut. Lakers come back to win it in overtime. And a game that, a, a game that turned into pandemonium. Fans didn't want to leave. They had to get security and police to get the people out of there. Absolutely crazy. So the one thing I took away from that was at least I got to see a Kobe Bryant moment. I'll never forget it. It was it was absolutely crazy. And and to be in a hostile environment, to shut everybody up with the stone cold killer look in your eyes and to not even sell it, like no celebration whatsoever. Absolutely crazy. The one time I've seen Kobe Bryant in person and it was a, a Kobe Bryant moment. Uh never forget it. So um RIP. RIP and much respect to a hell of a career, and it will live on forever and ever and ever. Um, but moving along from that, the the two fights that we had seen this last weekend, I felt kind of, I felt a certain type of way because, you know, I had uh, I had some people over, we we're kicking it, having some drinks and and some 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 bites to eat and whatnot, and um, they know it should have been a good card, should have been a really good card. It's like. Um, I think the uh, if uh, have my notes correctly from that night, there was uh, I mean the first card, um, with uh, what was it? You know that's the first Asian guy I've seen by the first name Arnie or Arnold. I called him Arnie because that was his middle name. Arnie, the guy on um, Raymond Fulton, um, had a little bit of fun in the fifth round. Uh, you know um. Al Bernstein and the whole Showtime crew, obvious favorite to turn into be a gas tank running out within the fifth round, whatnot. Pretty decent fight for the first fight that we've seen. Was expecting to go 12 rounds. Like, okay, this one's going 12. So the next two fights, they obviously you know get them a little extra extra time. And then you know when Hurd came out, obviously new trainer and all that good stuff. So you expected to see a little bit from Hurd. That was. Um, a little different coming off of his uh, off of his loss. You know, he showed a nice jab and and some. Uh, I don't know. It, it still is no special effects really, but he tried to. Because I mean, Hurd in his loss looked a really regular. Where when we thought that he would give guys problems, made us think the absolute different. Where he couldn't give anybody with elite talent any problems with that style. When it came down to it, but um, you know, twelfth round fireworks, all that good stuff. Jared Hurd. Um, pretty good win for a comeback. Uh, Danny Garcia, know a lot of people, and you know Terrence Crawford is tweeting some yawn emojis and stuff like that. And I get it; it was um, the longest layoff, I believe, of Danny's career, and uh, and it shows. But you know, to 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 give um, not just uh, Ivan Redcat some credit because he was a, a a game opposition. Hey, let's not forget, man. People are gonna shit on Danny for. Not knocking out um, what people would call a cherry, but this guy was a game opposition, and um, you know, at 147, he didn't get him out of there. But neither did Earl Spence against a little guy like Mikey Garcia. So let's not just, you know, pick one side and throw some shade when when you're gonna throw some shade from the other side when you don't put into account that hey, the guy that you're thinking that he's gonna have trouble with didn't even get a little guy out of there. In 12 rounds. So, you know, uh, 
we'll put that at that. Uh, but, you know, Danny wanted to get him out of there, wasn't able to. You had a, a really weird character in Ivan Redcatch who, um, uh, what was it? He, 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 he's coming off that win against uh, Devin Alexander. So, I mean, you know, strange, strange dude. You know, want to talk about Mexican style, even fighting Danny Garcia in what, what's the seventh round or something like that. So, a strange character in that guy and what it was. Give him some credit. Not the best performance from Danny Garcia, but if you look at it from a sweet science, a sweet science standpoint, their hit and not get hit game took care of business. Um, I don't know what's next for Danny. We'll find out. It's all about who Manny Pacquiao decides to choose next because it seems like. Everybody's looking for that that Pacquiao fight at 147. Spence looking for it. Crawford talking about it. Danny looking for it, even though Crawford didn't go gladly against anybody else. Um, but you know, not the spectacular performances we might have thought we would see when it comes to Danny Garcia and his his um, the fights against some of these lower level competition uh, uh, opposition, I should say. But you know took care of business. He looks like he's going to be all right. The main thing for him is just not to stay inactive for so long. Get your ass back in there. Last time we've seen him fight was against Adrian Granato a long time ago. Uh, but moving along to Demetrius Andrade, bro, I can't even tell you who Luke Killer is. I couldn't tell you who he is. Um, but I'm with time on that, man, because, you know, Andrade's been trying to get some of these big fights. And I know I was sticking up for um, Billy Joe Saunders and the nasal spray that had happened, you know, nasal spray, nasal spray, nasal spray. I used to use it, but my allergies are gone now, so I haven't used it for a solid year now. So it comes and it goes, I guess, and I suppose. I don't know. But honestly, I can't tell you who, who Luke, Luke Keeler is for this WB, WBO middleweight title championship that we're going to have tomorrow night, right? It's tomorrow, right, Willa? It's coming on Dizone on Thursday? Yeah, tomorrow night. Okay, so it's coming out tomorrow night. Um, that's a good thing, because you know, um, I was going, I was, I was going through some. Oh, well, y'all got some sounds coming through right now, but anyway, um, nah, but um, you know, there was this, uh, there was this uh, high school basketball game I was supposed to go to today, um, with the with a good friend of mine, but uh, you know, I was like, hey. We gotta take care of this business on the outside of this boxing podcast. Wish I could go, but I can't because there's no we can't do it tomorrow because there's fights coming on tomorrow. You know, it was it was involved one of my good friends who was playing for a team, then transferred and is playing against that same team. So it, you know, it was something, something. That's kinda of why I was late today. Um uh, coming back. One of your good stuff, friends in high school. school. Did you say well, high it's, school? It's one of it's, no, it's one of my good friends' sons. So, uh, oh, okay, now, but okay. you know, it's like family to me, you know. <laughs> okay. So, uh, don't give me no R. Kelly shit now, Willa. Stop. Yeah, that. so I'm wondering, you <laughs> this boy R.C. R. hanging around, hanging around high school, Doug, hanging around nah, with nah, the uh, nah. high school basketball players. Come on, man. Nah, nah, nah. But it, it's it's a basketball team here in town, and you know, I'm, I'm cool with a lot of those kids because a lot of them play football. I, um, I work with the the football team defensive back, and uh, he plays basketball on the side, so. You know, whatever, whatever. But, um, like, honestly, man, Demetrius Andrade, and I know we're not going to go there yet because it's later down the line as far as what happened with the Eddie Hearn email that was sent that we're talking about today. So we'll get to that when we get to that. 
But this right here is basically a showcase, and like Prime said, man, I, I, I echo the sentiments of it. It's like, yo, if it's not a spectacular fashion type of a fight, then we'll have to raise an eyebrow and ask some questions. Because I think the most of Demetrius Andrade, I really do. I think Demetrius Andrade is, is one of the elite in that weight class. I think he's one of the top three. And I think he gives guys like Canelo problems. And if you're going to give Canelo problems, Canelo, you know, is quote-unquote cream of the crop. So um, I, I like Andrade a lot. I'm a big fan. And I, um, I want to see a spectacular performance going on tomorrow night. So um, no disrespect to Luke Keeler and anyone supporting him. I, I just couldn't tell you any. I just couldn't tell you anything about him. Uh, I was prepping the show for everything that had happened that we missed out on. And then my little Kobe Bryant story and then, you know, all that good stuff. And, you know, I just, I didn't see too much from this guy enough to make me go out of my way to look deeper into, um, into the background of the opposition. Uh, but I know what Demetrius Andrade brings to the table and I expect to see nothing less than a spectacular performance, whether he gets them out of there or he absolutely washes them. Cause we've seen Andrade wash guys without getting them out of there. Yeah, um, we've seen him wash the guys, but, you know, he's coming off that Selecki fight where it looked a little boring. He looked a, you know, he's all right. When it comes to Andrade, like I said, man, he needs to prove it to me, you know. So I'm compared him, I mean, the comparison is with Charlo, um, you know. Um, both of these guys are looking for the, 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 the mega fight in their division with Canelo or Triple G. And both these guys are trying to make a good name for themselves in the division, and they need each other, man. But when it comes to Andrade, he just doesn't—he just doesn't do it for me, man. You know. But I'm not saying he's not good. I'm just saying he's not—he's not entertaining to me at this point in time. But he, you know, like I said, I was looking forward to the Billy Joe Saunders fight. Um, I'm yeah. sad that that the I'm sad that Billy Ho went out like that. But uh, you know, this Luke Keeler. Yeah, Billy Ho, this this Luke Keeler fight, man. You know, I'm not interested at all, but I, I'm de- I'll definitely be checking it out because you know I, what I else am that, I going to be doing? I, I think that I think that uh, Demetrius Andre, he's got like the he's got like the right premise to to get a backing and a fan base and to get like just you know a, a, a casual viewing because let's not deny it. I mean, it's going to be on the zone tomorrow where the YouTubers are going to be headlining. And, you know, I've I noticed little things, man. I noticed these little things. Like, there's there's boxing fans that obviously can't stand YouTubers headlining, but I noticed little things. You, if you look on Devin Haney's uh, uh, Instagram earlier today where he's, he's uh, posting a picture with Jake Paul, the guy who's going to be headlining, and he's um, posting with him and, you know, talking about giving them pointers. They're not fooling me, man. As much as boxing fans hate this shit about these YouTubers headlining, this is clout chasing 1,000, and and it might not necessarily be clout chasing, but it's something along those lines where these guys that have such huge followings, like the millions of followers that they have, they're given a bigger platform for for fighters that will be undercarding on the fight. So I'm, I'm against it from a boxing fan standpoint where you don't want these guys in our sport to make a mockery of it, but at the same time, they're also giving benefit to fighters who 
the, the, the guys who are going to be tuning in who have no idea who they are, and we're talking about millions of followers that these YouTubers do have, that it, it does do a benefit for the sport and the fighters that will be on the undercard. So um, it has me a little bit on the fence about how these guys are going to be, how, how they've been platformed on the zone. But in a, in a certain sense, I do like it, which I don't know if that's going to throw people off of my boxing credentials or whatever, but, you know, um, I'm also what helps the sport. And I think that what the zone is doing and they're getting, I mean, if you look at the comment section, it's all, it's, it's people talking crazy shit, probably rightfully so. But if you look at the bigger picture of it, it's helping the business in itself in a, a, a pretty big way. Well, yeah, definitely. Those are we're gonna we were gonna bring that up next. I'm sure Simon JP don't give a shit about these guys, uh, Jake Paul and Anderson Gibb, um, both YouTubers. They, they know. They're not they're not head they're not headlining the um, the card. They're co they're the co main event. So Demetrius Andre um, is the is will be the last fight, but they're uh, the YouTube guys will be the co main event. Um, and yeah, out of the, unlike the last one. You know, the last one, KSI versus Jake Paul, there was a little more build. I think those guys were a little more popular, you know, even though I still don't know what any of them do. But this guy, Gibb, and the little brother, Jake Paul, you know, I don't know. I don't know too much about the, those guys either, man. We were, man, we were. We had a call from 559. Uh, looks like it was one of your boys, but they just they just hung up. So let's take it to JP, Yeah, man. Central Valley, Jake, yeah, we had somebody out there. JP, man, let's take it. Uh, you got anything on these uh, YouTube guys? They'll they'll be Cobain event. And how do you feel about uh, YouTubers in the boxing game right now? Well, you know where I stand on it, man. Uh, I'm all for it. Like I said, let, let, let's open the gates for it all. Um, let me get you know Snoop Dogg versus Wiz Khalifa. Let me get you know. Ice Cube versus Swiss Beats. Let me get, you know, let let me get all that. Let me get the athletes in this thing. Let me get AB versus Juju Smith. Who wouldn't Who wouldn't want it? You know, let me get, and then let me, and I, what I've been wanting for the longest is a senior league in boxing. And I've been trying to figure out the, um, the regulations as far as age. So I've always thought, okay, you got to be 50. But, dude, you think Floyd Mayweather Sr.? Ten years ago, didn't want to still be fighting. You think fucking Julio Chavez Sr. don't want to be fighting? Them dudes still got piss and vinegar in their blood. And I'm all for a senior boxing league. Let's get a uh, Robert Guerrero daddy. He want to fight? You know, these niggas want to fight, man. So let's open the gates and let's combine these cards. But, you know, that said... <clears throat> It's the, I think the pressure should be, be being put on Andrade to put on a fucking performance. You're being offered a platform, and you're known for giving kind of boring speakers. You need to go in here and knock this guy out and get you some fans because you're going to have eyes on you that have never seen you before. Go out there and put on a show, dude. I mean – if they're not putting emphasis on that behind the scenes to Demetrius, they're dropping the ball. But me personally, dude, I'm all for this shit. Let's open it up to athletes. Let me get, uh, you know, Jerry Rice versus Deion Sanders and let these guys train for a couple months and take it seriously. And man, I think people will be into it. Let me get singers 
you know, fuck, you know, let me get yeah. with the men versus uh, fucking Jagged Edge, whatever. I'm, 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 I'm for it all. So open the gates and let that shit, let, let it go. I'm with it. All right, definitely, definitely. Uh, before we get time take on it, man, we got a caller in from, uh, looks like, like I said, from the Central Valley. Let's take it out there to Central Valley, man. Caller, what's up? Uh, who is this? And, uh, hello? Shout out my nigga Roy, man. Hi, Roy. <laughs> Mr. Motherfucking NBA, Mr. NFL, Mr. MMA, Mr. C, Buffalo League, and all this shit. My nigga give you no FIFA. Damn, R.C.? Oh, well, he was in and out. Sound like he was calling from R.C.'s house. It's funny how they got the same background. That might have been R.C., dog. So, uh... Ain't nobody R.C., you, 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 you knew who that was? Uh, I don't know. You got to tell me what the number was, man. Um, I'm not sure, bro. You didn't hear him? Hey, much respect, They just though. gave you a shout-out. I heard what... It, I know, I know. I heard it. I heard it. They put a 5 on 9 They rocking with me. That's, I, it sounded it sound like one of my boys... It sounded like my boy, um, one of my one of my guys, but you know, um, we we in the same neighborhood, so but ain't nobody out here in my house right now, bro. It's all it's just oh, me, man. myself, and I. All right, well, well, they, yeah, they were just in and out. Well, let's take the sign. Hey, man, sign. We got we got YouTubers co-main event in this uh, this fight on Thursday, man. Uh, I know you probably don't know who the hell these guys are. I really don't at all. Uh, but how do you feel about the YouTubers, you know, making a presence in the boxing game? Well, first of all, I mean, I don't know why you were asking the question about who that was. I mean, it's obvious who it was, you know. I mean, RC is a good mentor out there in California in the Central Valley, and that was his high school friend calling up, you know, <laughs> saying. Uh, <laughs> they playing ball right now. They play ball. And no, I was just messing with right. you. But, <laughs> <laughs> I was just Hey, what up, Simon? But, uh, uh, what up, JP and Simon? What's good, man? But uh, as far as, um, man, I, I don't really want to mess up the show too much because, you know, want to keep it flowing. But I didn't know you talked about Kobe when I got on. So I heard RC talk about Kobe. So I'll just say yeah, a couple yeah. quick things. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, well, basically, um, sum it up, man. Um um, I just, it's just unfortunate, just tragedy, man, just at so many levels. Um, you know, of course, you know, the most high-profile person that was, uh, we lost was Kobe and everything, but, you know, it was also a bunch of other people in that, um, you know, plane that were, had families that were, are affected. And yep. just, you know, it's important for us to remember that because, you know, we might look at Kobe, you know, and revere Kobe, but remember the 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 family members that lost, you know, these people on the plane, that's their Kobe, you know? They revere them. They love them, you know what I'm saying? So we need to remember that, like, the important, you know, when it comes to loss, it's like those people are all important to us at, you know, different levels, no matter their, their fame or whatever, you know what I mean? And, you know, uh, you know, just, and then, you know, the thing, the biggest thing that's come out of, come out of it that I thought about the most was, you know, the kids that, that, that passed away, you know, 
you know, um, just because they hadn't been able to live a full life yet, you know? That's the thing that keeps sticking in my head as the days has gone by. It's been a few days now. Um, you know, I know we've, we've all either have kids or have close nieces or nephews and stuff, so stuff like that kind of, you know, affects you, makes you think about things and everything. And uh, just that, um, uh, yeah, just just really, really surreal, man. That's, that's the one word, that's the word I could best explain is just surreal. Even now, I'm still just like, it's slowly kicking in that it's true, like, but it's still very slow. You know I mean? I'm still just wrapping my head around like this really happened. You know, Kobe really died. So did his, his daughter and these other people involved with Kobe and his basketball team and his daughter's team and everything. So it just, just crazy. And, um, you know, with Kobe, you know, I like to look at a lot of the, I like to, in situations like this, I like to look at the positives of it. And one, one positive that we can all take away from it is being all, all of us were people that grew up around the time Kobe came into the NBA and his career was that at least we were able to watch his whole career from start to finish. That's one positive from it. You know, I know he, he passed away at 41, but we were still lucky enough to catch his whole career. So that's really all I have to say about it. Good job, son. Yeah, good job. And like I said, uh, man, well, there'll definitely be a show uh, on a relatively fat and black podcast that um, JP will be hosting that we'll be able to, you know, give a little more, give a little more background, a little more stories about stuff like that when when it comes to Kobe, man. So, yeah, I just, you know, I just gave a little quick thing. JP did too, man. So we'll have a chance to express a little more love for a guy that, you know, we were just, we were just talking about sign with, we were just talking about him like last Thursday, you know, so I was taking his shots, but all, you know, just all out of competition and respect, you know, like most people do. But, you know, for him to pass on Sunday, man, it was Yeah, you don't think about that stuff, you know. Like, you don't think, you know, with Kobe, you know, um, or just in general, like, um, you just, like, you think about it, you know, I never would have thought Kobe would have passed away before Bill Russell, Jerry West, Michael, Charles, Bark, you know, a lot of guys that were way older than them, you know, that are still healthy and got their faculties and everything, you know, so – you know, we're just when we talk, we're just talking, you know, our fandom. You know, like you say, competition, just running our mouth. You know, trying to one up each other. You know, we, but we weren't thinking a couple of days later this would happen. You know, but it also it also yeah. gives it gives you it, it it humbles you it humbles you you know about your life and just life in general and understanding certain things. You know, but um, but yeah, you know, back to the boxing, um. Yeah, back to I, I'm pretty much man. with JP on it. I'm pretty much with JP on it about the whole thing. The way I look at it is, once you, if you want to not do it, just don't do it. Period. If you don't want to do this YouTube stuff or kind of, you know, um, you know, uh, I, I would kind of, you know, like kind of like street boxing. This is kind of like, you know, back in the day. Hey, let's put on the gloves real quick. And but now, but now we actually got a crowd in a ring. And everything, you know, that's essentially what it is. The way I look at it is, if you don't want to make a mockery of the sport, just don't make a mockery of the sport. They decided to do it, and to be honest, the show wasn't that bad the first time. You know, it had a lit crowd. Right. 
you know, yeah. and everything. So and it's fine. like, okay, fine. not bad. It's fine. It's fine. Remember, and then remember, because uh, when, when the when the last one had happened with KSI and 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 Logan Paul, I mean, we can't. I mean, I don't think any of us would front that KSI entrance was pretty fucking hot. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it was on point. Yeah. So uh, it did well and everything. Did good business and all that. So, but the way I look at it is like. You know, once you do it, you you know you really can't. I mean, you can you can try to walk it back, but the way I look at it is, you might as well just keep doing it. You know, if it's good business. Um, but uh, you know, so I don't I don't I don't really have that much of a problem with it at all. I mean, it's not that that big of a deal. You know, um, you know, I think they've maybe they've realized that maybe not making it the main event isn't probably not the way to go, because that kind of really makes the boxers, the real fighters maybe look less than them when in reality, this is, a, this is really, they're using the YouTube guys to sell the boxers, you know, the real boxers, you know what I mean? So I think they yep. probably l- looked at it and said, yeah, maybe we shouldn't have made them the main event. Well, you know, we're going to do the co-main event now, you know what I'm saying? Because I'm assuming that Andrade is going to be the last show, the last fight. We'll see. Yeah, Andrade I don't know exactly how it's laid out. But yeah, no, definitely he's, but, the, he's um, the last yeah, one. Yeah. They did the way in. He came out last. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't really have a problem with it. Um, uh, you know, um, it's a good card. You know, it's an overall good card. It's a better card than the Jake, uh, the I mean the Logan Paul one. You know, that card was pretty whack. You know, this one yeah. is uh, this one's a little bit better. It's actually got some like legitimate like world title matches. You know what I mean? So last time. Like Devin Haney and like Billy Joe were on there, but they were on there with guys they were supposed to, you know, it was a showcase, dominate. Which remember Devin Haney struggled in that fight, ended up hurting his shoulder. Uh, Billy Joe was struggling, losing actually, and but he did come back and stop the guy. So, but these fights, like you know, like JoJo Diaz, he's no pushover. Like he's he's going to be giving Kevin Farmer a lot of resistance, you know, and. I can't pronounce the the guy's uh, name. The guy, um, like Roman. I I think yeah, he, I think he's only that. like eight and zero or something like that. But I got him winning yeah, the fight. I think yeah, he's, he's gonna win the fight. Seven and zero. Yeah, he's seven and zero, and he's the yeah. betting favorite somehow. He's some, he's one of these. Uh, uh, yeah, I think he's gonna win. Old Russian fight. guys that's supposed to be killing man, but uh. Before we get into those two fights, because we're definitely going to get into those fights before we wrap it up, I just wanted to say how I feel about the YouTubers, man, and and I'm with I'm with you guys on it. I'm I'm sort of with it, you know. I even though I don't know these guys, it seems like I, I was watching the weigh-in today. Um, they seem like they had it hype. It's this USA versus UK type deal they have, and it's bringing it's bringing eyes to boxing, man. And so I'm not mad at that. And you know, it's going to probably be just as good as fight as the Andrade Keeler fight more than likely. So, you know, if they're going to do it, like you said, let's do it. If Jake Paul's going to fight Antonio Brown uh, or Logan Paul's going to fight Antonio Brown, I'm with that. If they're going to do the KSI Logan Paul rematch, which I, are the Jake Paul Logan uh, KSI rematch uh, fight, I'm, I'm into that, man. So, yeah, I'm down with this, man. Uh, I'm not mad at it at all. I think Eddie Hearn got something going, man. I think he's got something going. But like Sam said, unlike that first YouTube fight, uh, YouTube card, there's some good fights, you know. And the first one, 
is uh, is uh, Tevin Farmer putting up his what is he? He's the IBF Super Featherweight title. Tevin Farmer, who's thirty and four, you know, a guy who started off real rough, you know, started was losing pretty early, but have but since uh, since then's been making his way up, you know, and got him the IBF belt. Is going up against uh, JoJo Diaz, a former. I think he's a former uh, former champion. Yeah, he's former WBA uh, featherweight champion. You know, coming up in weight to fight Tevin Farmer. Well, he's not coming up in weight, but he's you know probably a little smaller guy uh, to fight Tevin Farmer. Um, this should be a good fight. Like uh, Sam said, JoJo Diaz isn't a punk. He's going to come to fight. Uh, JoJo Diaz is uh, thirty and one with uh, fifteen KOs. Um, and he's coming to fight. They've been talking a lot of shit to each other. And I think this is probably going to be Tevin Farmer's toughest. This might be his toughest fight. You know, he's fought. I mean, who has he fought? Tevin Farmer, he's fought. He hasn't really fought anybody really at all. Um, well, not. I, I say he hasn't fought anybody, but he hasn't fought anybody that, that we will recognize. Um, so this is a good fight, man. Both of these guys talking a lot of noise. This fight should be, you know, should be pretty good. I think Tevin Farmer, you sort of lean towards him. He's got good skills, but he has no power whatsoever. He's a straight boxer. Like I said, he's 30 and four. He's got six knockouts in his career. Um, yeah. So we're going to see a lot of boxing with these little guys, but this should be a pretty good fight. Like I was telling JP, JP, this is, you know, those first two fights probably don't care about, but by the time you get to the house, maybe by 8 o'clock, these will probably be, uh, well, no, these will be the first fights, and I think they might start at 6. The show starts at 6. There'll be 5 there, so it'll probably be like, I don't know. I don't know when it'll start, but it shouldn't be too late. But like I was saying, this should be a great fight, excellent fight. I was looking forward to this. Maybe, I don't know if it's going to be the fight of the night, the the first fight of the weekend uh, of the card might be the fight of the night, but this is a legitimate championship fight, 12 rounds, IBF, super featherweight, uh, super featherweight title on the line, Tevin Farmer against Jojo Diaz. And I don't know who to pick in this fight, man. It's I, I like Jojo Diaz. Um, he's coming off uh, about four or five wins. His last fight, he got he got washed by Gary Russell Jr. That's his only loss, a unanimous decision loss. But Tevin Farmer ain't no Gary Russell Jr. He ain't that fast. He ain't that slick. He ain't that good. So I can see, you know, even though Tevin Farmer is the betting favorite, and I think he is the favorite in the fight, I don't know. I think this is more 50-50 than it, uh, than it seems. Both these guys are, I think, uh, yeah, both of these guys are hungry. Both of these guys are trying to make a name for themselves. But I want to go JoJo Diaz, but I think I might go Tevin Farmer. I'm not 100% sure. But I don't like Tevin Farmer for some reason. It might be his, uh, you know, the way he's cross-eyed or how he's looking crazy don't all the say, time. I didn't but... even say that, really. <laughs> <laughs> it might be what it is, man. man. But, but uh, yeah, I think I'm going with JoJo Diaz on this one. But this is a pretty much a 50-50 fight to me. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Tevin Farmer wins. I don't have a 
you know, any skin in the game. But if I was going to pick, I'd pick Joe, uh, uh, Jojo Diaz with the split decision win. Um, with that said, Tevin Farmer is a – is he a DAZN guy? No, he's not a DAZN guy. He's with Lou DiBella still. I think he's trying trying to sign with DAZN. I'm not 100% sure. But, yeah, I'm going to stick with my pick, Jojo Diaz, man. RC, go ahead and uh, – how do you see this fight? Should be an excellent fight. Um, Tevin Farmer putting up his IBF super featherweight title against, you know, California native out there with these guys. Jojo Diaz, how's, what, what do you think about this one? Well, they've had bad blood for a little while now. There's There's been um, posts out there of them talking shit to each other where, you know, guys would see the Jojo Diaz with the, the leopard print hair and shit that he's got going on. They, they've been having um, some words going on for a while now. Um, I think that uh, – I do think that Tevin Farmer is good. Uh, I just don't think that he has a lot of pop to him, which is not a knock on him because a lot of these guys at the lower weight class don't really have too much pop. That's why we give guys like Anoye so much respect for a a little guy who's fast and who can hit really hard. Um, But I think that this fight will be very entertaining, um, especially in the early rounds. And, um, you know, I, I like Jojo Diaz in this fight, and I think that he could uh, he could put some punches together that could really get uh, a guy in a lot of trouble um, in any given fight, more so than a puncher's chance. And um, uh, like I said, not to knock Kevin Farmer, because I do think he's really good, uh, but um, I, I'm, I'm probably leaning towards Jojo Diaz in this fight, and um, I could see this one having a part two um, if anything, so uh, uh, Jojo Diaz, he's, he's had some uh, good outings, and he's had some not so good outings. But uh, I think that with the the level of of frustration built up in this fight between both fighters, will bring out the best in both of them. And um, I just think that it could easily go uh, Tevin Farmer outclassing Jojo Diaz and and frustrating him, as I use that word, to where. There might be, you know, a complete washing on the side of Kevin Farmer. I wouldn't be surprised by that at all. But um, I'm going to go with uh, Jojo Diaz in this fight by uh, um, a split decision victory. I think this one will go to the cards, um, even though that probably doesn't favor Jojo Diaz as far as being the challenger and um, being a fighter who uh, puts a lot out early in the in the early rounds. And normally that, that goes where, you know, when the championship rounds come about, they might have given up a little bit too much gas early on and, and fell off later in the rounds. But uh, for some reason, I'm, I have that gut feeling, and I'm not going go to uh, go against it. So um, I'm going with JoJo Diaz in a split decision victory in this fight. Yeah, there's two for JoJo Diaz, man. We got uh, number two versus number four in the ring TV uh, magazine uh, ratings, man. Uh, JP, I guess the question is, I got two questions for you. How do you see this fight? And will this fight maybe make you tune in and check out the other fights? This fight may do it for me. This might get me to the couch. Um, I'm a JoJo Diaz fan. I'm a JoJo Diaz fan. 
Um, seems like Jojo Diaz has been out the ring for a extended period of time at this point, or maybe I just have missed him, but he's been inactive. I know that for a fact. Um, no, no. He's, he's only he's only been out what? for about four months. Uh, what what did he do before that? He was on. He, was he on got like a, a bullshit Facebook fight, right? Wasn't that like one of those Golden Boy Facebook fights that happened? Yeah, I think he was on the Facebook fight in Mexicali. Uh, that was in uh, yeah, nine, That good. was in September, September of uh, nineteen. He fought in uh, April, May, May of nineteen. He fought three times in nineteen. So he had a pretty, wow. but it was against guys. You know, guys nobody was worried about. Yeah, Still it, coming it, it would have been on that that's uh, surprising, man. Um, Jojo Diaz, as of two three years ago, man, was a a guy we was thinking that was gonna you know get a get a belt and hold it for some time and be a contender in the division. Uh, but that looks to be derailed at this point, and you know, knowing that he fought three times last year and it's just kind of fell in the obscurity, kind of worries me about Jojo. Um, that said, man, because just because of the track record and who who he's been fighting, it makes me believe like the powers that be over there at Gold Boy are 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 seeing something that they're not too sure of. And for that, I'm gonna pick Tevin. I'm gonna pick Tevin, even though I'm not overly impressed with him. I just worry about Diaz because if Diaz was the business, they'd be, you know, moving him along. He was already moved along. You know, he was already at this position, you know, two years ago, three years ago, where he's at now. So, you know, maybe they have to go back to the drawing board. But I do know Diaz is, is uh, you know, hungry. He should be definitely hungry to get a shot back at this thing. I think he's still being trained by his dad. Um, I'm not sure of that. But, you know, this should this is a make-or-break fight for both guys. Both guys, for Diaz, this is – getting back to the ranks that you once were and putting yourself back in the contention. Now, Farmer, on the other hand, he's received, he's got a bag. You know, he's got a recent bag in his life. And so, you know, I always worry when these guys got that, that fresh bag for the first time, um, how do they respond? Uh-huh. But, but, but for Diaz, for him, is, this is a road to redemption. This is getting them back where, you know, I think a guy like Diaz feels he should have been. But for Farmer, you know, there's there's two sides of the spectrum here. One that says you got a bag and you might not have trained as hard and you've been partying, uh, i.e. Andy Ruiz, or you got a bag and it just want, makes you want more bags, and um, i.e. like Floyd Mayweather. So, uh, you, you know, and that, and that breed seems to be, Far less common than than the former, so you know we'll, we'll see what we get. But that's, uh, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and take Farmer uh, in a majority in a majority decision. Farmer with the majority decision, I feel that. Um, Sign, how do you see this fight going, man? JoJo Diaz um, going up against IBF Super Featherweight Kevin Farmer. Oh man, um, I think both. I think both. You guys making good points, man. On uh, 
you know, and, and that just shows why it's a, you know, it's a, it's a close fight. You know, you can see why it could go either way, you know, with Farmer, very good boxer, but really no power. So you always got a question, you know, can he be, can somebody walk through him, you know? With Jojo Diaz, unfortunately, he doesn't have much power either. You know what I mean? Um, he got more than Tevin, though, but that's not really saying much. Tevin, Tevin Farmer's on poly level. But uh, Jojo Diaz, man, it just, um, I, I just feel like, I, I feel like he, he got that title shot with Gary Russell, and it just seemed like he's never really recovered from that loss. Like, as far as he he fought a good fight in that fight. I remember Gary Russell kind of faded at the end, you know? Like, in the 12th round, it looked like Gary Russell was about to go because Jojo Diaz was landing good body shots the whole time. But Gary Russell won more rounds, so, you know, he was able to stand up. He never went down. So they gave it to uh, – you know, Russell, and rightfully so, but you just watch that fight, like, Jojo Diaz was really getting to him uh, late in that fight, but it just seemed like ever, since then, he's been stagnant, man, like, his performances have been just, like, not so, not that good, man, it almost seemed like he, like, it, like that loss, like, emotionally affected him, and then he misses weight, so, you know, a guy that, you know, because uh, what happened was, he he loses to Gary Russell, and he gets an immediate title shot in the very next fight, and he misses weight. So that tells me, like, number one, you shouldn't have gotten an immediate title shot right after losing. But the fact that you miss weight tells me, like, you know, maybe you're not taking boxing as seriously anymore because you lost. Like, it affected you, you know? So I don't know. I just, I just feel like if I had to say who I trust more to show up and – be able to execute their game plan and like fight to their, you know, the best of their ability, I would go with Tevin. So, you know, that's my pick. I think Tevin Farmer wins a UD. Hello? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, my bad. Yeah, my Did bad. You drop, okay, so you yeah. said you, you got, you, you're picking Tevin Farmer. You believe he, he'll show up. I mean, that's two and two, letting us, Letting everybody know that's a fifty-fifty fight. Um, like I said, I can see, I can see Tevin Farmer winning. I can see him somehow winning easily. Um, I can see. I think if uh, you know if it's going to be easy work, it would be going for Tevin Farmer. If it's a close fight, I think Joseph Diaz is going to do it. And yeah, like you said, um, I'm sort of remembering the Gary Russell fight a little bit. Him coming on at the end, and then uh, you know just being lackluster these last three fights that he's had uh last four fights since then that he's had um even though one of them was a knockout but it was some guy freddie Fronseca, that uh nobody's ever heard of let's see what event that was but one thing to remember though the, Danny is, uh, jojo diaz is latino so and he's with golden boy golden boy is the power broker at the zone oh there if you go jojo diaz if jojo diaz are, wins like of. four rounds if he wins like four rounds in the in the fight, like if it's a clear like eight four Tevin, right? Don't be surprised if it's like a split decision, Jojo Diaz or something. Just just something to consider. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. You know? But I think, but I think Tevin, I think Tevin Farmer. I think the zone is trying to is, is trying to uh, sign Tevin Farmer. No, he is signed to I the zone. That, 
Oh, he is. Okay. Yeah. Maybe he's not signed yeah. with Match. That's why he signed his last Bella. like four fights or whatever with them. Yeah, he's he signed with them. But you know, I'm looking. I'm just telling you. Like, I feel like I know what I'm gonna get from Tevin. That's why I'm rolling with Tevin on this. You could say, you know, I know about the no power and this and that. But when Tevin, you know, based off his recent performances, you know, yeah, these fights are you know distance fights and this and that. But Tevin's, you know, he's going out there. He's he's looking good in his style. He's winning majority of the rounds, clearly, and doing what he's supposed to do. With with JoJo Diaz, it's been a little lackluster since that Gary Russell fight. And but what I'm saying is, the dynamics of the zone of the zone, and who behind the scenes, you know, has you know, is kind of controlling certain things. Don't be surprised if this fight is. Tevin Farmer looks like he's the guy that's the winner, but and JoJo Diaz wins a good a good amount of rounds, but not not enough to win. Don't be surprised if it's like some type of draw or like a split decision win for JoJo Diaz, you know, uh, to help Golden Boy out. But hopefully, man, it goes. It's a fair it's a fair fight, you know. To be honest, I would rather either way. I would rather just be a stoppage so we don't even have to worry about that. But I'm just saying. Don't be surprised if you see some shady yeah. business with JoJo Diaz. Yeah, you know, that's what I'm saying, yeah. Hey, Probably if, if I remember, didn't, didn't Tevin uh, uh, Farmer get hurt his last fight? Uh, Do y'all remember? I, I, I remember him looking, maybe getting wobbled a little bit, looking a little crazy at times against uh, at his last fight. The guy he fought was 46 I know that. I know the one guy, I remember he fought, I think that might have been his last fight, where the guy was throwing a lot of punches. I know that. He was throwing a lot of punches. Like he was yeah. close I think close to like a hundred punches around. Like he was throwing a lot of punches. That was his you know, he was just trying to outwork Tevin, but Tevin was throwing landing more clean shots on dude. But he put up an okay fight, but um like I said, it's it's gonna it's gonna more than likely be a distance fight, just based off these guys' track record. But uh and oh, yeah. like I said, if that, if it goes if it goes, I think it's Tevin, but I wouldn't be surprised if there's some some something fishy at the end. Hey, but and it has every every nuance for it to be a classic fight stylistically, right? Um, you can imagine Tevin, you know, and this this is classic storyline fight, black fighter, Mexican fighter, uh, the stylistic black guy gets off to a fast start, and then the the, the Mexican fighter is going to the body, and in the middle round he starts to wear on him. And it's a, a race to the finish as he hangs on and has to fight for his life at the end. And you know, it could possibly be a fight of the year. It has the style stylistically that has uh, garnered those type of fights, you know, in the past. So, you know, it could turn out to be something that you got to determine, dude. And um, you you could imagine uh, Diaz coming in there and you know putting his head down and going for it. And you could imagine Farmer being on his best game. Um, that's a possibility. So it does have some elements to make it a great fight. Most definitely, most definitely. Now, I would say it could be a great fight. Usually fight of the year, these guys got to have a little power. Like Sam says, both of these guys got pretty much no power whatsoever, especially Tim Farmer, man. But let's get on to the last topic, the last fight, the first fight of the uh, the main card on the zone. Well, that's not the last topic. I guess uh, we got one more after this. But uh, the main fight, the first fight on the main card for the zone, um, 
top-ranked unified super bantamweight champion, uh, Daniel Romain, Roman, is putting up his belt against some guy that I'm not going to lie, I haven't, I've never heard of before in my life. This is uh, Mira Daljon Akadalev Ak- Ak- or something like that. This guy is 7-0 and with uh, six knockouts. You know, we were talking about these lightweight guys. We were just talking about two uh, super featherweights that ain't got no power and talking about these lightweight guys. But these guys are uh, bantamweights. And both of these, and uh, this guy's punching. He's got six KOs. Daniel Romain is 27 and two. He's only got 10 KOs, so he ain't punching. But he's going against a guy that, you know, when I looked at the fight, I was like, okay, this should, this looks like it's going to be some easy work. He's going against some seven and no guy. Um, then I, then I was reading up on it, and Daniel Roman is the is the underdog. This guy, this uh, young guy from uh, where's he from? He's like from from somewhere in Russia. Uh, let me look it up real quick. He's some kind of a prodigy. He's from Uzbekistan. He's a, a prodigy who uh, have 380. He's one of these guys with 320 amateur fights, and he won 300 of them, had 80 knockouts in the amateurs. Um, this is a guy who's supposed to be the real deal, up-and-coming guy, one of these Lomachenko types, but he's not as old as Lomachenko. He's, uh, he's 25 years old, but one of these guys that are coming over and getting that early, early look at a championship fight, man. Um, at, this is his eighth fight going against um, a guy that Ring TV has rated number one in the division, and this guy isn't even rated in the division, um, and he's supposed to win. Uh, Sign, man, uh, I know you said you're picking him to win. It seems like everybody's picking him to win. This guy, I don't know how to say his name, Akadelev, Akadelev, Akamadelev, my fault. He's got an M-A-D in there. Um, have you seen him fight before? Do you know anything about this guy, or have you looked it up? How did? Why do you think he's going to beat, uh, you know, Daniel Romain, uh, uh, Roman, uh, a guy that's supposedly the best guy in the division? I just don't believe he's going to be able to keep dude off him, you know. Um, from what I've seen about him, I've heard a little bit about him because uh, I like to try to pay attention as much as I can to like the Olympics and you know, some of these, and then, like, you know, high-level prospects, try to find out about them as much as I can because, you know, they're eventually going to be contenders and then champions, you know? So you try to know as much as you can to, uh, you know, then when they get there, you know, you have a good idea. But but with him, um, I just, he's got this guy hasn't even uh, been a, a lot of power. Huh? I said this guy isn't even doing the contender stuff. He's just going straight to no, no. But he's a high, but he's a high level amateur. He has a high level amateur pedigree, and yeah. they're not they're pushing him quickly because they believe in him. You know, he was he won bronze in the Olympics. You know, he was a good overall. Like you said, I mean, I didn't know that part. You said he had eighty knockouts in the amateurs. Yeah, he's th- he's he had three hundred and twenty fights. He won three hundred of them, and he had eighty knockouts. Bro, that's a lot of knockouts in the amateurs, bro. No, I know. Especially I know. at that weight class. Yeah, little bro, guy. at that weight class. 
hey, what the hell is in that dude's gloves? You know what I mean? And like I said, man, like when, you know, these Eastern European guys, when they fight for a world title this early, it's, it's not a coincidence. They're doing it for a reason. Their handlers and them, they believe in themselves. And they also, it's like, it's like matchmaking also. Like, Roman is not super dangerous. You know, he's not somebody that if they go in there and lose, he's going to be ruined, you know? It's not something like you could get brutally KO'd or something. So, it's, it's you know, it's risky based off experience and, you know, all that. But it's not too risky where you got to worry about, like, can I rebuild the guy, you know? But I believe that he's going to go in there and take care of business and possibly and maybe stop him. But I would probably I would probably I would lean more towards a decision, but I think it's gonna be an exciting fight too. Yeah, man. What I, I sort of looked him up today. I saw I saw um just looking at his highlights, yeah, he's coming forward. He he doesn't look like he's the best, like he doesn't have that Lomachenko type skill. He's throwing looping shots, he's a southpaw, but he's coming. And he looks like he's a little like he looks swole. Like he's in there, looks like he's got. Yeah, he's like he's like, beat. yeah, he's kind of like a little, it's kind of a, I might not say a tank, but he's like he's yeah he's, he's compact, you know, he's compact yeah. and he's come and he's got power, man. And I just don't and I look at it like like what I said with, Tevin versus JoJo Diaz, I think when Tevin, I think the guys that are going to give Tevin problems, are the guys that are going to be willing to just. Like, he's not going to be able to get their respect at all. Like, it's still – what people forget is, like, yeah, these guys don't – we can say Tevin Farmer has no power. But it's still a grown man hitting you. You know what I mean? So he didn't get this far without having at least something behind his punches to where he's not getting walked through. You know what I mean? But when he fight, that's why, like, Tank, for example, like, he's more skilled than Tank. He's more disciplined and all that. But, he, but Tank's a bad matchup for him. If they ever were to fight, because Tank's not tripping. Tank will take Tank will take a couple of those pillows to land his heat, and when he lands his heat, I just don't think, you know, Tevin would take the be able to take the punches for twelve rounds, you know. But hey, maybe the Gamboa told us the powers maybe is not what we thought it was, but we'll see. That's something we have to see in the future. But with this guy, he's going to keep coming, but he's going to keep coming with power, something JoJo Diaz don't have. And that's why I favor this kid. And plus, he's got the pedigree. And like I said, I just with with these Eastern European guys, you know, they're not being thrown in there to the wolves, man. These guys believe they're going to go in there and win these titles. Yeah, man. Hey, it looks like he's the real deal. I'm very interested in seeing this guy fight. Um, you know that uh, 122 pound division is sort of pretty stacked you know you got ray vargas who's out here he's he's one of these little guys knocking everybody out uh navarati uh you know i think rigandau's in that uh my boy brandon figueroa so yeah that's a lot of big fights like i said this guy isn't even you know this guy hasn't been there. he's not a contender he just went from prospect to championship bid just straight off the bat and like you said they're doing it for a reason and when i looked at this guy's highlights you know he's punching He's bringing it. And Southpaw, uh, he's going to be, you know, I, I'm not going to pick him to win. I, I sort of like Daniel Roman. Uh, Roman, 
Uh, I think he's a pretty good boxer. Um, but I'm very interested to see this kid fight. I haven't seen him fight. Just a little highlight. Saw him uh, knock somebody, uh, beat somebody up in sparring. They had a little sparring session that he was doing. Beat some guy up. Little 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 guy, sort of like a sort of like a Tiafimo. Well, I mean, he sort of has that feel. Like he doesn't have the. To me, it doesn't look like he has the Eastern European style. Like he has, he's throwing looping shots. He's just coming in. Looks like he's sort of, you know, he's sort of faster. I don't know. I don't know. I'm I'm very interested in seeing this guy fight, and maybe by Sunday uh, we'll be able to say his name right, man. But uh, JP, any thoughts on this fight? Um, I don't know if you've heard of this guy before, but are we, uh, you know, are we raising your raising your uh, eyebrow for this fight, man? You might want to check it out. Daniel Romain versus uh, no, man. Akuma Dalev. Who is Akuma Dalev and who? Uh, Daniel Roman. Daniel Roman is the uh, is the uh, unified. These guys are little small guys, 122, but he's the unified champion uh, going against this guy who is, uh, you know, who's 7-0, one of these guys that, you know, that getting that jump early. Yeah, uh, I, I, I kind of in accord with Sime on this one. Usually these dudes got that pedigree, man, and uh, we kind of seen over time with the that influx we had of them at one time with, with the Triple Gs and the uh, Vosdicks and uh, the Lomachenkos and Beebles, and they all kind of seemed to come around the same time, at least in my estimation, and um, they were all legit. Um you know what the if we just be let me be funny for a minute. You know these these guys seem to get taken from their homes. The the Soviet Union army rushes the house when they're six years old, takes them to some boxing gym and makes them eat carrots and do sit ups for the rest of their lives. And they you know they become boxing dudes. They turn into Klitschko when it's all said and done. And they just kind of be seem to be in all in that mold, kind of systematic. Uh, got got this one thing they kind of do and they they do that very well very um fundamentally sound but uh you know they just very systematic in in what they do uh they they all seem to be you know very fundamentally sound though have uh, good footwork everything's just good and fundamentally sound you know what i mean but nothing's like elite level you know um but it's it's, it's definitely good enough to uh, be competitive and formidable, then that's definitely what we've seen. And I always subscribe to Olympic uh, guys who do well in the Olympics. Uh, if you go over uh, any extent of time, Shakur Stevenson being the, the new sample, um, Olympians tend to do well in the pros. Most of the time it translates. Uh, Amir Khan, you know, he did well. He had a good boxing career. Even, you know, we, we, you know, we know how that thing went. But most of the time, guys do pretty well if not get on the cups cusp of a title they usually get a title so i think this guy's going to be the real deal and then, you know man I, I think i'll make time for this card yeah definitely now like i was saying this guy doesn't he doesn't have that eastern european feel to me from the little that i saw you know he doesn't have that straight up and down jab, jab, straight jab, or, you know, hit you with a right or, you know, in his case, a left hand. He's throwing looping shots. He, you know, I don't, I'm trying, I was trying to see who his trainer is because they say he's over here in the U.S. 
But uh, you know, he looks like he might be. Joel legit, Diaz man, so. is uh, his trainer. Joel Diaz oh, okay. is his trainer. Okay, okay, that's, that might make a little sense. Yeah, he he doesn't look like just these regular European guys. He looks like he might be something special, man. And and you got to be special if you're not even ranked. And they got you beating um beating the number one guy in the division. Uh, well, not even ranked on Ring TV. Uh, you know, I'm sure he's ranked when it comes to uh, one of those belts. But, yeah, man, I'm looking forward to that. I definitely want to check that out. We'll see, man. Uh, hopefully I'll, well, I'll, I'll, be, I'll, I'll be at home tomorrow, so I'll be checking it out I mean, for sure. Like, like, but, like I uh, said, Lomachenko tried to do it in the second fight, right? He lost, but then he came okay. back, and then him and Gary did it in his third fight. He won his world title. Then, like, Usyk, right? I think Usyk won it in his, like, eighth or ninth fight, you know? And then right. this guy's trying to do it now. Like, like I mean, like these guys, like I said, these guys, you know, some, you know, these, he's going for these, a uh, some of these guys, they're, they're, they're coming, they're coming like, like they, they've been proven that they can do it. This isn't like something that's like, if he's able, if we see him do it, we shouldn't be surprised. Like they're coming here like, nah, we want to get a world title before our 10th fight, you know? And some of them are doing it. So I'm just saying, man, it's not a coincidence. It's not their management mismanaging them or, like I say, throwing them to the wolves or, you know, whatever. This is – these guys are pursuing it. They believe that they're ready for that level. Could could they be wrong? Yeah. But we've seen in the past, recent past, they've been right also. No, definitely. And this guy, unlike Lomachenko, this ain't vacant. He ain't going for no vacant title. He's fighting the champ, the champ champ, the, the unified champ, the number one guy. So, yeah, this guy, we're going to see, man. I'm, I'm Like I said, I, I've sort of got amped up to check this fight out. A guy when I, you know, a guy that I thought was going to, should it was going to be easy work, then I look more into it, and he's favored to win. And then I look at, look at YouTube just to see what he's got out there, and he's um, piecing boys up with headgear on. So, yeah, we're, I'm definitely going to check that out, man. But uh, last fight of the night, man, I'm sure nobody has a lot to say about this. Uh, well, last fight we're going to talk about. You, um, Dennis, Ugas, your Dennis, Ugas, is uh, fighting. Uh, he's 24 and 4 with 11 KOs. Is fighting Michael, Mike Dallas, um think this is going to be on Fox Sports on Saturday, on Saturday night. Uh, you know, Ugas is a guy who's, you know, we like to say a lovable loser. I wouldn't say he, I wouldn't say he's a lo- lovable loser, but he's a guy that, you know, we last saw him beat Omar Figueroa Jr. Uh, that was sort of, you know, that wasn't that, but his claim to fame was when he got his, uh, his championship fight against Sean Porter, split decision loss, pretty good fight that he put up against. Uh, but, you know, he lost to Amir Amon, which always went – that was back in the day when I thought Amir Amon was going to be the truth. But, you know, he wasn't. He lost to Manuel Robles. So, you know, when he fought the top-notch guys, he usually loses. Um Ugas is a guy people want to see uh, Crawford fight. You know, he's not that – he's he's a bigger dude, 
uh, in the division. Uh, he could box Cuban style. Um, you know, he's got the skills, uh, but he, he doesn't have a lot of pop, you know, 24 and four with just 11 KOs. He doesn't have a lot of pop, but you know, he's an exciting fighter, but he's fighting this guy, Mike Dallas jr. Who's 23, three and two, um, out there in Bakersfield, California from out there in Bakersfield. He's fought nobody, uh, coming off of, you know, coming off a couple of wins, um, Knocked out Lucas Matisse. Knocked out Lucas Matisse back in 2013, you know. But since then, he's only had no, one, two, three. No, he got knocked three, out. He got knocked out by Lucas. Yeah, Matisse. my fault. My fault. Yeah, I'm looking at that wrong. Got knocked out. I'm, I'm tripping. Yeah, got knocked out by Lucas, Lucas Matisse. Um, you know, fought one time last year, one time in 18. Didn't fight in 17. Uh, you know, looking for it to be easy work for. Ugas, man. Uh, Sam, you got anything on this fight? Mike Dallas Jr. getting t- whooped by Ugas. Is he going to knock him out? Now, this is a uh, he better knock him out type fight. Like, even more than the fights last week and the ones coming up. Like, this is a super duper showcase. Like, if Ugas doesn't stop Dallas, then you know, we really got to be saying some things like, you know, what's going on? You know, I know he's in his mid-30s or whatever. We might be like, damn, is Ugas just shot now or, pat, you know, on his back nine or something? I don't know. Because Mike Dallas is chinny. Like like you said, it's 2020. He got slept by Lucas Matisse, Matisse in 2013, bro. You know? He's a – like, you can go back and look at Mike Dallas's fights, man. Like Dallas is chinny, so if if this fight go the distance, man, you know, or to be honest, like it's not even about the distance. I mean, yeah, of course he needs to stop him, but if he even struggles with Mike Dallas, this is, uh, I mean, that that'd be a bad luck. To be honest, I don't believe this fight should have, should have even been sanctioned, man. To be honest, I think certain guys <laughs> that's been stopped, you know, you know, you know, like. Uh, Dallas has like multiple times, you know, and long time, you know, years back and all that. I just wonder like about the whole head trauma and all that stuff. Like, how are they getting, you know, passed through through by medical to fight? You know what I'm saying? I don't even like when I when I heard about this fight, I was shocked because I thought it was like a misprint. I was like, Mike Dallas still fights. I didn't even know Mike Dallas was still fighting. Like I don't, I can't believe they couldn't come up with a better opponent, you know. But now this might be, you know, hey, we're gonna, you know, you've been late, you know, you've been late, you had a layoff since the summer. We'll get you a little easy fight real quick, you know, to maybe build him for a, you know, big fight next. You know, it's only January, but just saying, like, I, I couldn't believe when I first saw that, you know, Ugas is fighting Mike Dallas. But like I said, man, this should be. A KO, not a TKO. This needs to be a KO by Ugas. Yeah, I hope so. Looked like Mike Dallas was making his his strong run back in uh, 2011, you know, when he fought Jose Cito Lopez and uh, uh, Herrera. Um, you know, since then he was he was the. Let's not forget Mike Dallas was the WBO Latino Super Lightweight Champion. You know, back in 2012, 
Mike Dallas being a black man oh, like, from Bakersfield, uh, California. Hey, Latino <laughs> yeah. welterweight champion. <laughs> yeah, he was black? super lightweight. Yeah, Latino super, super lightweight, lightweight. Uh, title, man. That was right before uh, uh, Matisse knocked him out, man. So we'll see, man. This guy, he's 33 years old. I think they're both around the same age. Ugas, I believe, is uh, 33 also. So, yeah, Ugas, he wants to make a push, man. He's over there at PBC. He's trying to get bigger and better fights. Um, you know, we'll see exactly. We'll see exactly what he can do, man. Should be easy work for him, but you never know these days. But, yeah, if it's not easy work, I don't want to hear about Cropper fighting um, fighting Ugas or anything like that. If, he, if this ain't easy work, I don't want to hear from him. Uh, JP, man. Any thoughts on this fight? No, not really, man. Uh, Ugas is just going to be one of them dudes that kind of gets avoided. He has uh, too much risk with far too little reward. And I just don't know. He's going to find himself in a rock and a hard place because he's too tough and he does not have any reward behind him. Uh, And you're only going to get um, the great Sean Porter and those likes to take him on. So um, he's just going to have to fight his ass off to, to get to where he wants to be, but it ain't going to be an uh, easy road. So good luck to that guy. Yeah, yeah. Well, man, I think that's it, man. We've uh Hey, but hey, no, everything. hey, Willa and uh, JP, you just told the story of Cuban fighters for their whole careers, you know? That's the story of, like, Cuban fighters in general, you know? It's hard for them to get a fight, high risk, low reward, uh, you know, just wondering, like, where their career is going to go. That's that's literally the story of every Cuban fighter, past and present. Exactly. Only guy that could have did it was Gamboa, who could have broke it out. Rigandau sort of, Rigandau sort of, well, no, they were ducking Rigandau. At least he had a belt. Uga and my guy Castamayor. My guy Castamayor uh, hit mainstream, man. Yeah, he did. He did get a few fight. Yeah, he got a few names on there, and he was he was trying to fight Floyd. And I remember Floyd Floyd made his infamous. Uh, he he showed he did what JP likes people to do. He showed up at I think it was Casamor Casamayor Corrales press conference, I think it was. Uh, I could be wrong. I know he showed up at a Casamayor fight after the fight and showed up at the press conference and he was like, acting like, oh, I want the winner or, you know, I want the, you know, I want these guys and then they asked him later on and he was like, oh, no, I fight on HBO. I don't fight, I don't fight no Showtime fighters. Then you fast forward 10 years later, he becomes like the face of Showtime boxing. You know, but that's just one of the few times, the many times, Floyd contradicted himself. Yeah, yeah. He, I think Floyd he contradicted his way to to the biggest the biggest bags of all time, man, and and probably looking to get some kind of bag this this year. Though I wouldn't be surprised if he does something, man. But uh, yeah, like I said, that's most Cuban fighters, man. They have a hard time. They're too good. They be too good and unknown and don't speak any English. Uh, black guys that don't speak English don't usually sell too well, so you know that's how it goes, man. That's how it goes. But uh, non-black guys gonna... uh, that can't speak English, hey, and non-black guys that don't speak English, they change your record. 
They say you don't have no losses. Oh, exactly. Exactly. That's called the complexion for the protection, man. So, yeah. That's where we're going to end it, guys, man. appreciate you guys getting on with us. Shout out to my man, RC. Of course, shout out to my homeboy out there in Seattle, that boy, Sam. And my man, JP. JP, still, we still going to be talking about that boy, Kobe, on the heavy-handed edition in a couple of days, huh? Yeah, man, we're going to do it tonight. Uh, we're going to do it tomorrow. We're going to do it tomorrow, man. Uh, line a few things up, and we're just going to get it off tomorrow. Tomorrow. Make sure it's after the fights, though. Remember, those fights come on tomorrow. Uh, forgot about that. Forgot about that. Uh, well, maybe save it for Friday evening, man, when everybody's uh, letting their hair down a bit and uh, letting the week go. All right, that's a bet, man. So we'll catch y'all on Sunday. Hopefully no tragedies. That ha- well, no, we we might catch you on Sunday, Super Bowl Sunday, uh, catch it early in the day. And uh, we'll see if we can get time to make a pick. He ain't made his pick yet. So we'll see if we can get time to make a pick on Sunday before the game. Uh, I said I was leaning towards San Francisco, but for some, I think I might be leaning towards KC. I ain't made my official pick yet either. But when I was looking at that uh, – San Francisco versus uh, the Green Bay game. They weren't really getting to. They weren't really getting to uh, Rogers like they were supposed to when 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 it was a hundred percent pass going on. So we'll see how that goes, man. We'll see y'all on Sunday, and uh, you know, R.I.P. to Kobe. I want to say that again, man. And uh, if you got somebody close to you, tell them you love them. I tell you guys, I love you guys, man. And uh, we'll catch y'all Sunday. Peace out. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.